0: fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble.
1: Bonfire babble. Welcome
0: to the bonfire.
1: Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Cory And I'm Detta. Hi. Hello. Welcome back everybody. Hiya, hiya.
0: We are doing Tarot today, one of my favorite series. It's one
1: of my favorite series, too. Yeah. What are we going to do when we run out of Major Arcana? I don't
0: know. <laughs> Get into those, you Get know. into those pips, those I guess. pips. Which are kind of exciting. I think so. As well. They tell a story. I pull so many Major Arcana, though, all Really? Of... All the time. I pull a lot of pips. Which is so interesting, because if you're on our Patreon, the very first poll, although we did it together, mm-hmm. Corey was the one who... Actually shuffled. I mean, I guess I shuffled. You helped me shuffle. Yeah. Uh, but she turned over the cards. And was there a major arcana? I think there was one. I think there was one. And, and I was like, oh, wow. It was interesting. <laughs> my cat is kissing Corey. <laughs> she fully licked my chin. That was the weirdest feeling. <laughs> yeah. She... Khaleesi's looking at me like, do you see who I have? I have Corey. Corey's going to pay attention to me whether you do or not. Okay, we can stop talking about my cat. Anyway. Never. We, um, I, I want to talk a little bit about the Little White Book. Can we talk about that? What Little White Book? The Little White Book is what the tarot, the book that comes with the tarot card is, cards are called the Little White Book.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know
0: that. Yeah. And... People I love and respect so much, this is so hard for me, I'm going to disagree with a little bit. Okay. And I, hopefully, I, like, don't want them to listen to this episode. As long as there's respect, (laughs) there's always room for disagreement. Total respect, total, total respect for everybody who disagrees with me on this. I'm going to talk just a little bit about my feelings about using the little white book when you are a professional reader. Okay. There is a really strong feeling that you shouldn't use it once you're a reader, that it should be completely intuitive. And I have to say, I I understand that philosophy because I think there's a a fine line between being intuitive and being reliant mm, on the book. Sure. And of course, you want to know the cards well enough to get a take on them. Or if you don't know the cards well enough that your spirit guides are talking to you. Although some people read tarot who do not claim to also be psychic or have that input. from A lot of people
1: who do tarot don't say they're witches either.
0: And, And these are the people I'm talking about are I one of them's definitely not a witch. One of them, I think, is just not an out of the closet witch. But here's my feeling about the Little White Book, if you're using it, especially if you are an intuitive reader and especially if you are a professional reader and you're using a deck. I think that some decks come with Little White Books that have the most fascinating interpretations.
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: And they tell stories. So, for example, the Crow deck. Mm Mm-hmm. MJ's book is one of the most fascinating, beautiful books. And I actually couldn't go through everything that she says in a reading. It would take too long. It would waste time. But I do look at it and tell some of her key points about it. If they aren't ones I've already hit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll read the little story that goes with it because I think it's relevant to the person that I'm reading for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not always, and and I don't rely on the little white book but I absolutely adore sharing the story I mean these these creators there's so much effort in those little books it's so much work. and and sometimes I'll read it and go mm, I disagree with that or I disagree with it for this particular poll because of what all the other cards are saying mm-hmm. and because of what I'm picking up intuitively being across from you intuitively or you know on zoom with you or whatever it mm-hmm. is um Or what, you know, I'm hearing inside my head. I don't, I'm going to disagree with them. But this is something to put in the back because tarot readers, good tarot readers, are right about 80% of the time. Yeah. And if somebody claims, by the way, just a quick little lesson here about professional tarot readers. If somebody claims to be right absolutely 100% of the time, or if they say this is absolutely going to happen... Mm, take that with a grain of salt <laughs> B, I
1: I think um especially in I'm gonna just keep talking about it yeah my experience with Conowen last oh, yeah. week yeah like she stopped frequently and was like does this resonate does any of this resonate with yeah. you does any of it not and like I think that's really important because as a reader you need to be gathering that kind of knowledge because checking in means you're calibrating also your own Skills. Well
0: and other readers will be like, I'm not gonna check in with the client until the end. Sure, but so check in eventually. Yeah. It was interesting listening to some other tarot readers talk about how they never look at their client. I absolutely do. I have to. until until the end. After they've gotten mm. all their readout sure. and then they'll look and they'll pick up cues because they don't want to be influenced sure, by that's fair. That's how they're fair. reacting. That makes sense. Yeah. I understand that as yeah. as well.
1: But as pertains to the little book. Yeah. Like For example, I have four decks in front of me right now, Mm -hmm. and I would read The Hermit slightly differently for all of them. Depending on the deck. Depending on the
0: deck. And you know what? A lot of times, I let my client pick the deck, or sometimes, if it's somebody that I've seen for a while, I'll pick the deck for them because I just have a gut about what deck. Or sometimes... I'll say I need to use this deck today because this is who I'm in tune with. This is the sure. deck I'm in tune with. So yeah.
1: But I love the little book, and I and do too. especially if you're just learning tarot, there's so many cards; it's daunting. That well, little book is very helpful. They're
0: not talking about those people. They're no. talking about professional Professionals, readers. yeah.
1: But also, like you said, like sort of memory is is fallible, and it's also. There's a capacity, and for some of us, that capacity is smaller. And I don't know. I think if you're
0: working with a good deck, even if your memory is fallible, if you're working with a good deck that gives you a lot of clues, you can hit something off of that intuitively. And sometimes I... I haven't had many. I haven't given very many readings like this where the deck and the poll that I got just didn't fucking matter. Mm. <laughs> I was getting messages mm-hmm. and I just said them. And, and that has happened to me so rarely. But it does happen sometimes.
1: What I do when I get a new deck is I look at all the cards and I journal what they look like to me, what I get from them. And then I use the little book as like an intuition check. Oh, check in. yeah. That's very helpful to me.
0: And that's just the thing that they—they were just saying, as a professional reader, you shouldn't be doing that. And I don't know that I agree. I don't know that I do either. And I yeah. love these people. I respect the sure. hell out of them. And one of them's
1: my mentor. And if that works for them, like
0: yeah, great. I worked for a long time without a mentor. And now I have one that I talk to that I'm checking in with because I'm by the time. No, not by the time you hear this. (laughs) Very shortly, my website will be back up and I'll be taking clients again. I'm going to start doing that again professionally, which I did for a while. I did it for about five years before wow. there were websites and stuff like that it was all by word of mouth and i still have a couple people that i read for every Back couple of in months my day. and yeah and so i just wanted to bring it up because it was a very interesting conversation and i'd never thought about the i don't even want to call it bias i don't think they were being judgmental i think I think they were probably really leaning on the side of people who like don't work with tarot very long, don't know it very long and then they go out and they start charging money for reading it. Sure. And I understand that perspective. Yeah, yeah. and and I suspect that's what it was. But it just was like that was one of their signs about not being with an experienced reader and I was like, "Ooh." Ooh, there are a couple decks that I want to redo the story cuz I know they're so cool. And I was like, mm, "Okay."
1: And also like you offer I think what I would what I would do if I was doing it professionally is I want to offer my perspective, but also I want to offer what the deck has to offer. So like maybe incorporating both to me makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, sometimes there's some really great material Mm -hmm. to offer. What do you say we head out to the bonfire and talk about the cards we're doing tonight?
0: I love it. Let's do it. All right, I'm going to dip my toe into the library, but I brought the library book with me. Okay,
1: (laughs) we've checked it out. I got you. Uh,
0: Because hopefully we don't need to spend a lot of time there. So we're doing Strength and Hermit, and I'm starting with Strength, and it's number eight. And I know this card Inside and Out, okay. but I'm going to tell you some things that other people say about it as well as what I say about it, and I thought to myself, you know, I know this Inside and Out, but I should probably do some research on it, and I haven't read Rachel's book for a while, which I did not, Rachel Pollock, 78 mm. Degrees of Wisdom, great book if you're starting tarot, or if you're an experienced tarot reader, if you haven't discovered her yet, and Mary Greer, you absolutely should, and also Teresa Reed, oh my gosh, her books, her two books, Tarot for Troubled Time, and... Tarot no questions asked are both really great books. Anyway, I thought I should go do some research. And I did an internet search rather than going to any of those books cuz mm. I was being lazy and figured I know what I know about sure. And I found out and I don't know how I missed this in all of my years of doing tarot that strength did not used to be in the number 8 position. It used to be in the number 11 position
1: what's in the 11 position now uh justice oh yeah. interesting switch
0: and justice was in number 8 so i went back and looked at you know the history of tarot and when it started uh, you know as a as a card game and only royals could afford it and they would have pictures of themselves painted on the cards and how it grew and how eventually it became pixies and rider weight uh and she's the one who switched it. So it happened then. Huh. Somebody, somebody I know knew her. She was alive in somebody I know's lifetime. That
1: makes sense. That makes sense. She is certainly not alive now.
0: And I was just, it it's just a fun fact. You can go down a rabbit hole of research about it. It will take you into the research of tarot itself, how it moved from, you know, a game to a divinatory tool, how it was played with literally as a divinatory tool in the Victorian era. And we've talked a little bit about that in our very first.
1: Those wacky Victorians.
0: I know, you know, seances, tarot cards, they were totally into that. And then certain forces came along and said, that's evil. Stop it. And then the exorcist happened. And that's when the spirit board became the Ouija board. Well, that's not when it became the Ouija board, but that's when the Ouija board and the spirit board became evil. Yeah. And possessed by demons and you shouldn't play with it. Before then, it was something Hasbro made. Yeah. And people would play with but it was a real thing. I think we talked about that. We did. Yeah. Anyway. I just thought that was a really interesting, fun fact that the Marseille deck used to have those switched. That's fun. Yeah. So let's talk about the strength card. Let's. I'm going to talk about so many of them. I'm going to talk about Teresa Reed's new tarot for kids, which is a lion. And a a gal sitting in front of the lion putting her forehead to his nose. The New World Tarot, which is number eight, and it is a Leo of course it is, which is why I'm so attached to it. Not that I'm a Leo, but one of my daughters is. Yeah. And more story to come. Uh, it's also the Sun, and there's a wonderful, large, Latinx woman, maybe, I don't know. with a great haircut, spraying her plants in the new, in the next world tarot, and I just absolutely love it. The Grimlicken. One of MJ's decks. That's cute. A cat like helping a dog with its teeth. I, maybe it's a wolf. And then. Dogs are just wolves. The Crow Tarot also by MJ. Crow sitting on top of a yawning lion and the infinity symbol. This is where we're starting to get important. Oh, and there's the infinity symbol hidden in the Grimlican. And I don't know if it's in Teresa's or not.
1: Is it on the White Newman?
0: The White Newman is a tiger. Yes, it is. Yeah. And and it's in the traditional. There you go. With a gal kissing a tiger. Then there's the Astara tarot, which is made by four different artists. Mm. And this one is non-binary person who has an eye patch and is holding a heart. So here we go. This Ugh. is where we're going to start to get into... What I think is really important about the strength card and the the heart starting to show up on the symbol. And then, yeah, I had to go there, y'all, because my daughter grew up mostly in the 90s, as did you.
1: Lisa Frank? You have a Lisa Frank tarot deck?
0: I don't. I have a Lisa Frank major arcana deck I missed out on the full deck because I hesitated and didn't buy it because it was so freaking expensive, and now... It was on Etsy, and it got pulled. So I don't know if it was copyright law. You can still find the major arcana out there, which Lisa Frank is the one who put it out. Put out. And it's a gal on a surfboard with a sea lion or seal pup and an infinity sign. Strength for the herbal deck is cayenne. Strength for another one of MJ's uh, Guardian of the Night is a snake and a mouse. And there's also a heart in mm. it.
1: And when you say a heart, you mean like an anatomical heart? Anatomical heart. Yeah.
0: And the last two I'm going to leave you with are Modern Witch Tarot, which is, again, a woman with flowers and an infinity symbol above her head, standing with a lion and touching the lion, and the light seer's deck, which is probably one of my favorites, which is a lamb, Mm -hmm. a heart around her neck that's not anatomical. It's a necklace and in the shape of that Valentine-like heart. And she is half woman, half lion. And on her arm, which is over her head, is an infinity symbol. So those are all of the pictures that I will talk to you about. And let's talk about the color code for... I'm going to talk about the color code for the modern witch. Okay. Which is the burnt yellow, ice blue, teal, magenta, brown, burnt orange, and black. I encourage you also to look at the blues and the greens of the light seer's deck. Mm-hmm. In a lot of these that I've just mentioned, there are garlands or flora, and and there are jagged rocks, there's a lion, there's posture, according to modern witch tarot, and unlike... Smith wait. And unlike the Smith Waite version of the card, strength is not wrestling with the lion. And in the original, it absolutely is. And in most of these that I've just presented to you, they're not struggling together. They're working together. Mm -hmm. And I love that modern interpretation of strength is that, yes, or that you've tamed the lion already and you already have the strength.
1: That whole um, like real strength does not rely on Oppression and brute force. Yes, exactly. And
0: I love that. The facial expressions are really important, I think, to look at when you're dealing with humans or even some of the animals have facial expressions. I think MJ does a great job of that. The infinity symbol, which, of course, is forever, the symbol of forever and recycling. But also, I like to think of it as this might be something you've dealt with before. It's come back. Yeah. Got it. And you're just a deeper level of dealing with it. But here's the thing with that infinity symbol, you are not going to be beaten. You might lose a battle. You might not win everything you want. But somewhere in that infinity of time, you are not going to lose. And that might be a matter of reframing. It might be a matter of reframing what you wanted. It might be a matter of reframing what you desired. So sometimes when you get this card and you're wondering, what the hell am I getting, a strength card, I feel nothing but, it might be a reframing, you might have more strength than you think, but a lot of times when you're getting this card, it's a yes card, it's a go card, it's a yeah, yeah, you do, you do have what you need, you are strong enough, you mm-hmm. are going to get through this. The heart symbol that keeps coming up, if you do a lot of research on this card, or you are with a lot of different decks, or you go to the symbols of this deck, because you are, because it's the lion, you have the heart of a lion, the strength of a lion, the fortitude of a lion, it is often referred to as the card of the heart. Oh. And it is the card of a Leo. And my daughter, the one that is the Leo, is the one who at 30 years old had a heart attack. She's the one who died for three minutes, and her boyfriend luckily was there, and she was aware enough when it had started to happen. She pointed to her heart and goes, ouch, and she passed out. So he knew what Something to do. Something happened, yeah. And he, he called 911. He gave her CPR. She was gone. They had to, you know— uh, used those defibrillators twice to bring her back and then got her to the hospital. And she had a really rare heart attack that like literally 1% 6% of the people have it. But 1% they can't explain. The other 5% are pregnant mothers who are usually in labor and oh, then um, okay. yeah, and elite athletes and it's uh so she's a scad survivor. So when she's started to revisit tarot after her heart attack she was like did you know that leos have a lot of heart issues (laughs) like either physical heart issues a lot of times physical heart issues but sometimes you know of the heart or they're really invested in their heart and it all feeds into that fire and that passion and that we go along with astrologically and so of course the strength card incorporates that as well and I have a a particular affinity obviously for this card because I think of it as I keep wanting to say her name and I don't know if I'm allowed to I keep uh, you know I think of it as as her card and when I'm doing reading for clients I, I don't but it does give me a lot of insight I think into the card and into possible situations because of her and who she is and so those are the symbols of the strength card, okay, and it's a pretty straightforward card.
1: So, if you were to pull it and say the future mm-hmm. spot of a past present future pull
0: of a past
1: present, okay, got it. I'm with you now. How yeah. would you maybe interpret that?
0: Oh, good things are coming your way. Yes, yes, yes. If in the future, mm-hmm. uh, the strength card. Well, you know what? I let me hesitate on that for just a moment. It depends on what other cards were wound. Yeah. It.
1: I't I mean the the general no the need to get
0: cheaper general to it, uh, general I'm gonna say I think it's a strength uh, it's it's a yes card cool and that you have the strength and the fortitude to get through whatever is coming mm-hmm. your way and it doesn't necessarily mean something bad is coming your way again that's where the cards tell the yeah you have to look at the whole poll in order to see what the story is telling you yeah. So if you've got a lot of other yes cards in there or positive cards in there or abundance cards in there, yeah something really awesome is coming. But if you don't <laughs> it could mean gird your loins. It could mean buckle up. Yeah. You're in for a you're in for a bumpy ride. But, but still Exactly. Yeah. You have the strength to get through it. Nice. You have the fortitude. Here's the other thing, too, when I start to think about polls like that, is a lot of times when you're doing polls, sometimes you'll see uh, the friendship card, you know, like the three of cups or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, I've got the strength and I'm going to have to rely on my Yeah, yeah, my front, my close friends or the world will come in and then it's community. Mm -hmm. I I think of the three of cups is very specifically for like friends, close friends. Yeah, I think
1: I think support system when I think of that cup.
0: Yeah. And, and if you're not, if you're getting like three of hearts, three of hearts or three of swords, <laughs> sorry, three, three of swords. Of I, yeah, dun, 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 dun. Uh, When you're, you know, if you get that with the strength then yeah, that's a your loins, yeah. Something's coming, and it's gonna be hard, and you're still gonna get your. It's gonna be hard, but you're gonna get through it. Heck yeah, yeah. This is, I think, for me, we we keep talking about major arcana cards that are like, this is really a complicated card, and it says a lot. Of, this one is just like to me, anyway, really straightforward. I love that. What do you think? Is it straightforward to you? Oh, the you strength think?
1: card. uh yeah. I very rarely pull it. I did just pull it for a reading I was doing, and I remember thinking. This is a cool card. I like this card a lot. Uh, It's... I think just what you said, which is that depending on what's around it, it can mean yay or it can mean brace yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't really pull it very often. It's not a card I pull a lot. Uh, I I pull a lot of pips. I pull a lot of pips. Wow. Uh, But I don't think I have any insight that you haven't already covered into that card. It's... A really straightforward card, yeah. and I have to, I have to
0: backtrack here a okay. little bit. I, I believe it's a yes card. Sure,
1: and it can be. I you, think you, you can find
0: other places that say it's a maybe card.
1: I, I think the yesness or the maybe of it is entirely reliant on the rest of the cards in the poll or the question asked. Mm-hmm. Which is what? Yeah,
0: what yeah. we were just saying. It depends on what's around it. Yeah. Which is, of course, why. It is probably for a lot of people considered a maybe card. Sure, I don't know that I've ever pulled it when it's been in a maybe or a no position.
1: Hmm. I I don't know if this is just me trying to be rosy, but I don't like to think of any of the cards as no cards. I really. Think, yeah, I think. Well, I think of them more of opportunity rather than no. So, like, if you pull maybe a card that's like maybe a card that's like walk away, break something off that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. What that means is you have an opportunity to be brave and you have an opportunity to do something difficult and come out the other side, Mm -hmm. but you will come out the other side rather than it being like a no or like a shutting down kind of a card. That's kind of like experience is something you get when you don't get what you want. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't believe that all the things in the world are, I don't believe all the things in the deck are good right necessarily especially depending on where you pull them but i think that it goes along with that practice that we're trying so hard to do which is think of the things you want not things you don't want right and so to dwell on the no of a card even a no can be a good thing
0: oh sometimes it's a really good thing
1: yeah so there are a lot of things in my life that at the time i was like i want this so badly and you didn't get it and looking back now i'm like thank god god i didn't get it mm-hmm. thank goodness the universe said no and then slapped my hand and said yeah. no yeah <laughs> bopped me on the nose of the newspaper and said no uh because i i would be so unhappy if i had gotten that thing that mm. that job that person that whatever that role i wasn't supposed to mm-hmm. get it and it's on purpose and sometimes in the moment it sucks real bad but yeah, yeah looking cause back, you can't see the whole picture. But looking back, I'm like, oh, that was on purpose. So. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's just my perspective on no, quote unquote, no cards. Yeah. But, yep. Yeah. I think you're right. I like that attitude. <laughs> I can be a real Debbie Downer. So whenever I have the opportunity to not be, I try not to be. Do you ever do polls that are
0: yes, no answers?
1: Rarely. I don't like binaries. Wow. That's so wild. I also don't like asking direct yes-no questions to any kind of divinatory practice. And I
0: think the moment you say that, I just go, that makes total
1: sense. (laughs) When you know me as a person?
0: Not just about you, but just like
1: about the world. It's like,
0: why are we asking yes-no questions? Yeah. I... You know, should I take this job?
1: Yeah. So when I think of a thing like that, for example, if I'm like thinking about a job, Mm -hmm. instead of should I quit my job and apply for this other job, it is what is down this path if I choose this job? I think that's such a better way to look at it. It makes sense. And you still have to make a decision. You still have to make the decision because you have to decide is that worth it? Is that enough? It's like doing a pro-con sheet. Yes, and I am a queen at that. Are you? Oh, I love a good pro-con list. Ooh. Ooh.
0: No, that makes total sense. And knowing
1: you, that makes total sense. I made a very important decision recently, you all might remember. And (laughs) I did make a
0: Did you really? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You're so impressive. No. No, you are. Not for this reason, I don't think, but... But thanks for saying so. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Because sometimes you have to look at it, you know? You have to say, this is a thing that is enriching and this is a thing that is not. Mm -hmm. And you have to see which one has more in its basket.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I I love, I really appreciate that you keep pushing me to the non-binary. A lot of people in my life right now are pushing me to non-binary stuff. Yeah. And not just in... Not you know, like a gender. gender way, but like not just in,
1: a in, a, in an all binaries kind of way. Because there's, yeah. I don't, I just think in general, binaries are not the natural thing. Well, right. And even Conowen, when she was talking about the Sagittarius,
0: mm-hmm. which I am, mm-hmm. 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 she was talking about don't get stuck in that world of I'm right, you're wrong. <laughs> and I am a queen, you're the queen of bro and weighing that out, I'm the queen of, uh-uh, no, I'm right. <laughs> You're wrong, absolutely. And I get into that all the time and Tammy challenges me, my wife challenges me on that
1: all the time and in a good way. When you say I'm right, you're wrong, all I think of is Eugene Yang from the Try Guys. He does a show called the, know That. He does a show called The Rank King where he takes things like, I don't know, beers or or types of candy or whatever and he ranks them and his slogan is i'm right you're wrong shut up <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny well and then i like
0: to think about that my new favorite podcast you're wrong about oh fun yeah which is you're wrong about i love <laughs> that i could have done that podcast <laughs> tell people what <laughs> they were wrong you about all things you're wrong about <laughs> um i
1: think that the way that the strength card is immediately followed by the hermit card is mm-hmm. really interesting that the hermit card follows? I think it fo- the fact that the hermit card follows the strength card. How so? And let's move into hermit land. Well, the reason I think it's interesting is because that card is such a, it feels like an outward card, mm-hmm. like an active card. Strength? Yeah. Yeah. And the hermit is very much an introspective uh, Oh yeah. still, like a stillness kind of card. Uh, I have only brought four decks. I'm sorry. I went (laughs) overboard. (laughs) It's hard hard not to when it's a card that you really love and know a lot about. Yeah. I brought the Prismavisions tarot deck. Such a beautiful deck. Which is a picture of a person on a sort of curved bridge over a little sort of lazy river with a big moon behind them. And it is serene, I think is the word I would use for this card. Mm. It's a very serene card. It's not a rapid-moving piece of water. Piece of water? Stretch of water? Body of water? <laughs> <laughs> I like piece of water. Sure. Uh, it's it's very still. It's in a cloudless sky, big trees. It's very serene. I love it. <laughs> I love that card very much. I also brought the Welcome to Night black deck, which is... Uh, I won't go into what it is in regards to the Welcome to Night Vale storyline okay. but it is a picture of a of a man in a, like a flight jumpsuit holding up a lantern approaching a big pyramid and it's dark out and there's like clouds and he's all alone. And then I brought the hermit from the modern witch deck which is this rad-looking babe yeah. in like a brown or not brown like a gray cloak. And she's, um, we got cats talking to us. Don't worry about it. Hey, everybody. Hey, don't worry about it. Dada has five cats. Don't even worry about it. (laughs) We're
0: lucky we don't hear them more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just pretend it's not happening or just, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, The hermit in the Modern Witch deck is uh, this rad babe with long white hair and a star around her neck and a gray cloak and she's closing her laptop. And I think that she's holding her hand up to, as if to say, the vibe I get from this gesture is, that's enough. And like, that's that's enough of that, uh, which I'll get into. And then uh, the hermit from the White Newman deck. It's the head of like a moose or an elk and the body, like a humanoid body. Mm-hmm. And it's got like minotaur vibes, but like with a moose head mm. instead of a bull. And he's holding a staff and a lamp. And there's like a bird on his shoulder And I don't know why I've decided it's mask, but it's a masculine card to me in this instance. And there's a star in the sky. And this person looks like they're walking through like a door. So there's sort of a similarity of shape about these cards. There's an arch.
0: It sounds like it. So there's in your describing of them.
1: So in the Hermit on the White Newman, there's an arch to the door. In the Hermit for the Modern Witch Tarot, there's an arch to the window the Hermit in the Welcome to Night Vale deck, there's an arch sort of to the pyramid and the trees around it. And in the Prisma Visions, there's an arch to the bridge. They all have a single point of light. Um, And I think that in the three, with the exception of the Modern Witch, the lantern is actually a lantern. But in the Modern Witch, I think the lantern is the laptop. That's the interpretation I make. Yes, her yeah. necklace looks like it's light lighting up. but there's do you think a, the necklace is? There's a star element to each of these cards as well. Yeah. And I think that's the star element. I think the lantern is, in my interpretation, the lantern yeah. is the laptop. Yeah. I love that. Because the lantern is like the guiding light of knowledge, right? Oh my goodness. Let's talk about the Hermit card for a second. <laughs> on its surface it means like introspection right it's being alone and listening to your inner voice uh, if you do reversals which you all know if you listen to my podcast i don't but and i do does so yeah. if you use it it can also kind of mean being withdrawn or lonely or isolated uh, it's taking that introspection mm. and alone time too far let me let me clarify yes? i actually
0: do do reversals sometimes when i feel like they are appropriate okay but i also feel like you have the you have the reversal and you have the not reversal in every single card no matter what you do depending on what other cards around it and exactly and, and how you're you interpreting go. it
1: yeah uh it's a virgo which please go listen to virgo season the extra episode with conwan because we learned a lot of fascinating stuff about virgos yeah. and my other girls are virgos oh my there twino. you go and so the lantern is like the light of truth. And all of these beings are wearing a cloak or some kind of some kind of outerwear, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, for lack of a better word. Uh, which it is often meant to mean like sort of discretion, but I think it is a way of much like the sweater slash looks like a blanket that I'm currently wearing, it's a way of of sort of curling inward. and and manifesting that feeling physically. The arch or pyramid or bridge is often meant to denote sort of a sense of, like, accomplishment. Which you might think, that's kind of weird in a card about, like, introspection. You ever tried to sit alone with your own thoughts for 30 seconds? (laughs) Because let me tell you, it's an accomplishment. Um, And then there's often a staff. Not always. Only one of these three, four cards has a staff in it. And... That's supposed to be sort of like a strength and power, which I think is nice because it draws on the card before it, right? Right. Carrying that, carrying that strength you've cultivated in the eighth card, if you're looking at the Fool's Journey, for example, yeah. you're taking the strength you learned in the eighth card and bringing it with you so that you have the fortitude, like you were talking about, yeah. fortitude, to do the actual looking inward. Because like we talked about in our shadow work episode, that can be really hard. Yeah. So you need to have that strength and that fortitude. You know what's so interesting? The moment you say that, I totally see
0: a deck with the hood over the person and the staff in mm-hmm. their hand, the hermit, and I don't know what deck that is. So now I'm going to have to do some research.
1: Tia, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the original, original, quote unquote, Smith yeah. Waite deck has a hooded figure with a staff yeah
0: but i i don't Mm.
1: i I never worked with that one very much yeah i have one i don't really use it yeah it was the first one i ever got i don't use it oh wow but it's it's in there and it's the bag that i keep it in is made out of a t-shirt that i got in england at shakespeare's house
0: oh my gosh that is so cool
1: (laughs) i cut it up and turned it into a tarot bag here's why i like the hermit i try my hardest every day and I make it a point to try every day to be mindful. Mm-hmm. I also <laughs> am kind of a volatile human being. How do you mean? And like I'm prone to emotional extremes. Trust me, detta just because you don't see them doesn't mean they're not there. <laughs> I keep I them for myself. I um, believe you. So there's a lot of it. It doesn't take a lot for me to be fully ripped out of my mindfulness practice. Huh. Interesting. And so when I think of this card, when I pull this card, when I see this card, it is a reminder to me to slow down and to be mindful. It is about, I think, trusting your inner voice and your inner sort of moral compass, your barometer. That lantern is the quote-unquote light of truth. And I think that Especially in the Hermit card from the Modern Witch deck, mm-hmm. like I mentioned, it looks like she's like, okay, it's that's beautiful. enough with that laptop. Mm-hmm. What I interpret that as is, okay, it's enough of listening to other people's input on that's, my decision. That's what I get. It's the world. It is time. Yeah, it's time for me to look at my own insight. Yeah. And I think that that's really cool. But what I think I like about the Prisma Visions deck the most, which is the man or the person on the bridge, is mm. that it is really difficult for me to sit comfortably with my own thoughts. I have a really hard time. I don't like to be in a quiet situation. I cannot have silence. I am always listening to music or have a podcast on or something. Mm. I don't enjoy sitting with my own thoughts. But when you do, because I know you do.
0: I do. Do you leave music and stuff on then? Sometimes. Uh, Do you ever sit with just silence? I don't enjoy. Oh, but you do do it. Wow, that's interesting. I have Corey. to do it.
1: You have to do it because yeah. if you don't listen to yourself, you get lost. So the what I like about the Prisma Visions deck uh-huh. is for me, it is kind of aspirational. Yeah. It's it's look, looking at it, I see this person who seems to be the vibe of the card is that they are totally at peace with being by themselves.
0: Do you know what I think is interesting about what you just said, Corey? Tell me. And and I know it's the middle of, well, it's winter. so And tell me if I'm wrong on this. If you were to go and sit out in nature, could I sit in the quiet? Yeah, yeah. Because, and 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 that's where I think our natural state is, like in a room with absolutely no noise going on, except my cat's crying at you every five minutes. You know, mm-hmm. but if you're out in nature, of course you're hearing the rustling of leaves. If I'm or by the,
1: water, especially,
0: yeah. See, and that's what the that's what that spoke yeah. to me about is like if you're sitting next to a a river running by there's beautiful music going on yeah but it's not man-made music yeah. and it allows you to there's think, a, yeah. there's a
1: reason that fountains and baths and yeah. water features have been important to humanity for so long and it's yeah. because the sound of running water raises your vibe raises your frequency yep.
0: and that good white noise going yeah. on sometimes. when i sleep
1: i have two things i will listen to depending on what mood i'm in and one is a podcast called go uh called sleepy by Otis Uh Gray. I've talked about it on the podcast before. Uh, and the other one is a white, a white noise app I have on my phone and I have it set to thunderstorm. And so it's thunderstorm, which is like rain and rumbling. And then underneath it, I have added a second layer, which is a fire crackling and it conks me right out and, and it makes it so that I can, I can shut my mind down enough to go to sleep. But I, yeah, the Hermit is, is depending on where I pull it, mm-hmm. it's a great card or it's a frightening card. Because sometimes I don't want to think about my thoughts. Because sometimes my brain is mean to me, like really mean to me. And I think there are a lot of people out there who can relate to oh, that. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes my brain's a real bitch and <laughs> I want her to shut up. And the only way to do that is to listen to other things outside of myself yeah. um, but also my intuition is very rarely incorrect very rarely incorrect so when I pull the hermit it's like hey you know that voice that you know is right maybe listen to it please and so that's that's a good check-in for me mm-hmm. I love the hermit what is a hermit about for you
0: introspection yeah being alone I pulled this card I'm not joking. <laughs> I pulled this card almost every single week leading up to the pandemic. Oh, no. <laughs> and I, like, I looked buckle back at up. My, Yeah, I looked back at my journals and I, I was like, yes, I need this. Yes, I need this. I know. I know. I know. I also, <laughs> you know, so many of us were talking and talking very publicly about. We just really need to slow down. And sometimes I think we totally manifested no. the shit. <laughs> uh, we just didn't. We weren't specific enough. Have I ever told you that story? No, about but now I love it. There's this great guy who, well, I don't know if he's a great guy. I don't know him personally, but a great actor who was touring this one man show back in 1992. Ted Chang, who is a short story writer Was in the audience both nights, as was I, of this show. And it was called Time Flies When You're Alive. Ted Chang is the short story writer who wrote the story that inspired Arrival, which is one of my favorite movies in the entire Mm. freaking world because it's about a linguist. They add a little bit of violence in it because it's a movie, just a very, very little bit. It's short, it's brief, it's gone. The short story doesn't have that at all. And it's about a linguist who communicates with aliens who come to visit Earth. It's it's such a beautiful movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. But anyway, this this uh one person show, he tells a story. He's it was it was all about his wife who died of breast cancer. And they were praying for a miracle they found it really late and they knew her chances were small and they were praying and praying and praying for a miracle and she went in for one of her checkups and found out she was pregnant and different kind of miracle they were like, yeah and they were like uh okay and he goes so let's talk about manifestation <laughs> I prayed and prayed and prayed for a TV series that lasted for five years so that I could get residuals for the rest of my life. Now, just think if I'd added one word, quality, I would have been on Hill Street Blues instead of Chips because he was in Chips. And uh, and, and I, it's just so, that's what that resonates for me yeah. as far as manifestation is that specificity of it. Yeah. Anyway. There's my long story that could have been like two words. I liked it, <laughs> but I'm talking a lot tonight, so there you go. So that's, we we both yeah. talk a lot. That's why we have a podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that you know, did we manifest the pandemic? No, of course not.
1: I think that, I think that in the pattern of human history, it was time. Unfortunately. Oh yeah,
0: I think so too.
1: But we don't have time to get into all the things nope, I feel nope. about the hermit. Again,
0: those are our other podcasts. Yeah, those are our nine <laughs> other podcasts we've started.
1: Um, but yeah, that's the hermit. Yeah, I love the hermit. I do too. But it's I, it's I, equal parts exciting and scary to me. Yeah. yeah, helpful. It's it's unfailingly helpful. It's a helpful card. I think so. And when I don't listen, when I pull it, oh yeah, <laughs> oh no. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like the universe is like, oh, well, yeah, get fucked. And if you don't slow down
0: when you pull it, if you don't find time in your day to just slow down and listen to yourself, I think. Yeah. I, so I always really like the hermit card because I I like hanging out by myself. and
1: <laughs> I'm just reminded by something very funny that what? happened in therapy a while ago. I was like... I was like, it's almost like when I'm being mindful, things suck less. And then my therapist <laughs> just looked at me and kind of did that closed mouth smile and raised her eyebrows really high. <laughs> I was like, OK, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all I've got for yeah, you. Yeah, me too. Should we go ahead out to the, send out some sparks? Let us do it. What's your spark? OK. I've been dying to talk about this. It's all I want to talk about. It's all I want to talk I'm about. I'm so excited to hear about this. I have a new music obsession. Oh, I love music. Now, Tell me everything. Only, I'm only like five years late to the party because okay. their first album came out in 2016. But they just put out a new album. And the band is called The Amazing Devil. And I have made a playlist that I will link. I'm going to send out of the link so that she can put it in the show notes. I have made a playlist that is their entire discography, which is just three albums, and I have made it in order of my favorites.
0: Oh my gosh, I want this link so badly.
1: It is, if you listen to this playlist in the order that it is made, you will understand me and my aesthetic completely. I have never, ever... And I mean this, and I'm not being hyperbolic, I have never, ever listened to an album that made me feel like me more than the album The Horror and The Wild. Oh, wow. It is so fucking good. It is so good, Detta. <laughs> I can't wait to listen. <clears throat> and their newest album, is it their newest album or their first album? No, I can't remember. That has a song called uh, A Drinking Song for the Socially Anxious. And it is so good, it is so good. The it's a drinking
0: song for the socially anxious. Yes,
1: it's very fun. It is okay. So if you watch The Witcher, the character Yaskier, the bard, yeah, it's his band, and it is, it is, it is storytelling in a way that a lot of music isn't anymore. Okay. Or at least a lot of mainstream music isn't. No, no, that makes sense. There's a lot of fantasy music and, and like metal and stuff like that that has really good storytelling aspects to it. But this is extraordinarily good. And I could literally talk about it forever. Well, what's it like? What type of music is it? it is, I don't even know. It's, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain the Is genre. it rock? Is it country? Is it's it It's not folk? country. It's kind of like folky. But like indie-y, but like fantasy-y, but like gothic-y, but like witchy. It's so fucking good, Detta. I will send you the link to my playlist so okay. you can listen. And I have... will
0: put it in the show notes.
1: It's the kind I, of Is that okay?
0: Yeah. Is, is that's what you said. That, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It's the kind of music that you listen to the whole album. You don't listen on shuffle because mm-hmm. it's constructed so perfectly. So I have put The album's in order of my favorites. Wow. Please listen. And if you're like, I already know about them. Great. I'm new. Listen to them again with me. Um, But it's so, it's so good. And if you don't know about them, please, 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 please. There's a, there's just like, every album has like one line that I can't get out of my head. Wow. It's so good. I'm excited. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Obsessed. What about you?
0: I'm going to throw out two. Uh oh. Um, Jillian's Healing Arts Center. You can find her on Instagram. And we're going to be either telling you about a class that she is going to be offering in December or January and giving you some more details or having her on the show or both. I just don't know if we're going to be able to have her on the show before she starts teaching. So I really wanted to shout her out. I follow her on Instagram and she and her husband, Nathan. Um, and Nathan just changed their name. I think it's, it's now, it has Crow in it somewhere. So of course I love it even more. And I told him that. <laughs> <laughs> and they have offered to have us go on their Instagram lives and stuff like that. But their East Coast time and the only times we could do it are like 6am and I just can't bring myself to do it. <laughs> He does them at... Like 9 a.m. Eastern? Yeah, 9 a.m. Eastern. We probably won't, but we love them. Mm-hmm. I love their account. And he... So this is not my jam, but I watch anyway. I just sometimes do it with the sound down. He does tarot pulls with heavy metal music. Nice. People just absolutely love it and he also does stuff I think with um Dungeons and Dragon Dice sometimes nice. as well. As Am I recalling the right? Yeah I think that's him uh, but his pulls are incredibly insightful and a lot of times they'll hit me during the day and it's like oh yeah that pull was that one was for me. I'm tuned in with him today. And the music sometimes I really like it but sometimes it's just like heavy metal uh, that other people are like I need this today. I know people who just like
1: need the heavy
0: metal screaming and Jillian she has you move your body she talks about working through blocks physically uh yeah yeah they made they made a TikTok trend and it's not something I realized until I saw this TikTok trend they were totally making fun it's like do this something or something as if you're blind and Nathan oh. and Jillian were together and his, and Jillian points to herself and goes, um, I am. So they've got a sense of humor. They're a wonderful couple and I just, I, they're, they are healing and awesome. So that's one of my shout outs. Okay. The other person I really want to shout out is C. Lestial C. Oh, they were on I- our live tonight. Oh were they oh C oh C Lestial Shell. I knew yeah. I was saying it wrong. C Lestial Shell. Yep. I just ordered from her. <gasps> oh. She is my expenditure this month. Okay. <laughs> I can't buy any books or anything. I'm nope. really limiting my... I want to be a good example for taking care of your financial health, everyone. I'm trying to do that. So I'm allowing myself to spend a little bit on myself. I so, But I ordered some of her cloths, her um, holiday cloths that are coming up. And she said I shouldn't go on if I didn't want to order more. And she was right. Because it's just absolutely beautiful. But here's what I love about her stuff. She I don't know if she still sews with her grandmother's sewing machine, mm-hmm. but that is what inspired her to start this business. And her grandmother taught her how to sew and she would hang around. her. Anyway, it's a great story that I can't do justice to. But if you go to her website, it, the story is there and it's absolutely beautiful. Awesome. And she's just a wonderful human. And I love interacting with her on Instagram and she sends voice messages to our instagram stuff so i feel like i get to know her a little bit because i I hear her voice and yeah those are my two
1: awesome that's That's all i have i think that what i want to say is once again we are blown away by the support on patreon oh my gosh Uh, we launched it hoping to get three people by december and we're already at like 10 or 11 and it's amazing yeah it's incredible and we are blown away so thank you we will continue to do our best to provide you the awesomest of stuff
0: yeah yeah at all levels to make
1: you to make ourselves worthy of that generosity thank you and
0: and we'd love to hear feedback from you yes please Did, did you like it do you want something different do you want did you like what it was but you'd like a like i did a for the top tier I did a guided visualization would you have liked to have had music underneath that yeah. or no because I was incorporating sounds in the in the scape in the visualization scape no absolutely not or you know yeah. especially now after listening to you today about being in the quiet oh because there are moments of just silence that I put in there not very much I don't think there's ever more than like 15 20 seconds but there are times where I say look around and but so yeah so we'd love to hear from you and if you're not on Patreon yet and that appeals to you then go ahead and sign up for that tier if you want to you know and you can come and go as you choose you could do a month and then go away and then come back anyway whatever is available to you we are just so grateful yeah we so are thank you thank you thank you well Um, until next time be well harm none
1: And don't forget, you are magic.
0: Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And we'd like to ask you to rate and review us on Apple Podcast.
1: And to press the little plus sign on Spotify to add us to your episodes.
0: You can also find us on iHeartRadio and just about anywhere where you listen to podcasts. But if you want to reach out and talk to us, you can email us at bonfirebabblepodcast at com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter or just ask us questions and hang out.
1: You can catch us on Twitter at bonfirebabble or on Facebook at bonfirebabblepodcast or on Instagram
0: at bonfirebabblepodcast, which is where we spend most of our time.
1: Yes. We are also... Hooray on TikTok now at Bonfire Babble Podcast. Thank you, Corey. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> uh, it's a little baby page right now, but we are recording things and putting them up.
0: And our website will also start to have a lot more information, and that is bonfirebabble.com.
1: You can also reach out to us in a more tangible way. We have a P.O. Box now, which is P.O. Box 16341. Seattle, Washington 98116.
0: We would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle,
1: the Duwamish people past and present and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. For more information, reach out to realrent.org.